There you are, working on your computer, just minding your own business, and all of a sudden you notice your little volume control icon is gone. Well, how did that happen? And how do you get it back? You're about to find out. And I'm also going to tell you about something I like to do in my spare time. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Happy Monday morning. Although, chances are pretty good that most people listen to this podcast at some time other than Monday morning, but who cares? Good morning anyway. This is Scott Johnson, and you are listening to the Computer Tutor Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all kinds of cool things you can do with your computer, but we just don't talk like the geeks, like, you know, the ones down at your local computer shop. We talk like normal human beings who just want their computer to work properly. And really, I should take a minute to welcome all the new people who are just now discovering this podcast. Last month, that's April 2014, my podcast was downloaded over 8,800 times. To me, that's pretty amazing because it's not even two years old yet. Anyway, I do computer repair right here from my home office in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. And I've been doing this kind of work since 1999. Sometimes a client might bring me their computer and sometimes I go on site uh, which I have to do sometimes like with a business client but I do a lot of work through remote access so if you have a problem with your computer there's a pretty good chance I can help you just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com slash 091. So let's get started. Sometimes when I'm working on a computer, the client might ask me, why don't I have a volume control anymore? Now, usually it's not really enough of a big problem for them to hire me just to fix that one thing. But if I'm working on something else, they'll mention it to see if I can get their volume control back as long as I'm doing the other work. And even though it's not really a life-or-death thing, it actually is kind of inconvenient to not be able to click that little icon to get your volume to go higher or lower. But before I tell you how to get it back, you should know that there are other options to control the volume. There might be a volume control knob on the keyboard, some keyboards have that, or, of course, on the speakers themselves. If you're watching a YouTube video, there's an on-screen volume slider right under the video. And some audio or video software, like Windows Media Player or VLC Media Player, uh, also have a built-in volume control slider. So those are a few other options you might consider in a pinch, but really nothing quite compares with having that little volume icon that we all know and love right there in the taskbar. And how does the volume icon disappear? Well, I wish I could tell you. I know the owner of the computer doesn't go in and turn it off intentionally, because if they knew how to turn it off, then they could just turn it back on again. Somehow, the settings get changed accidentally, and it often doesn't even get noticed right away. It's not like you use the volume control all the time. But after a while, they realize it's not there like it used to be. Anyway, here's how to get the volume icon back. 
and the process you'll need to use depends on which version of Windows you have. I believe the majority of listeners on this podcast are using either Windows 7 or Windows 8, and the procedure is the same for both of those. You want to do a right-click on the taskbar, that's the bottom, you know, the bar at the bottom of the screen, and choose Properties. Go under the Taskbar tab and click on the button that says Customize. Now you'll see a list of icons, and one of them is called Volume. In the drop-down menu out to the right of that, choose the option that says Show Icon and Notifications. Then click OK a couple of times, and hey, there's your Volume icon back. Like I said, that's for Windows 7 and Windows 8. And, you know, if you're driving now or you can't take notes, you can get these step-by-step instructions over at my website at computertutorflorida.com slash 091. If you use Windows Vista, the process is kind of similar. You right-click on the taskbar and choose Properties. Then you want to view the tab called Notification Area. And then under System Icons, Check the box that's labeled Volume and click OK to close the windows that are open. Then you're done. And what's the process if you use Windows XP? Well, if you're still using Windows XP, you really have bigger issues to be concerned with than finding your missing volume control. But here's something you can try to maybe get it back anyway. Click Start and then click Run. And in that little text field that comes up, type MM. SYS.CPL and hit enter. You'll see a little checkbox that's labeled Place the Volume Icon in the Taskbar. Just check that box and click OK. Now, that may or may not get your volume icon back for your XP computer. If it doesn't, there are other options to try, but they actually involve editing the registry, which you might not want to try since even a little mistake in the registry could really mess up your computer. You'd be better off to take it somewhere local or have me do it for you remotely. And no matter what version of Windows you're using, remember that these instructions are on my website. So even if your volume icon is still sitting right there where it's supposed to be, there's a chance that someday it might go missing. And when that happens, you just come right back here for the steps to get it back. In this week's Get to Know Scott segment, I want to tell you about something that, in some form or another, takes up quite a bit of my spare time. And actually, you know, I've, I've said that twice now, once just now and a few minutes ago in the intro, I really need to correct myself. I don't really buy into this concept of quote-unquote spare time. We all have the same amount of time available to us, 24 hours every day, 168 hours every week, and we can do with it what we want to do with it. It's not like we have a certain amount of time, and then there's some bonus spare time to do whatever we want with it. What I'm going to tell you about is the fact that I like to run. And I don't just run when I have some time on my hands and I don't have anything to do. Quite the opposite lately, actually. My computer business has been requiring more of my time. That's not a complaint, just a statement. But I know that if I don't specifically plan time into my day for me to run, it probably wouldn't happen. So I schedule it. I mostly run in the mornings. Like this past Saturday, I got up and ran at 5 a.m. I really have to do that in the summertime because during the day, it's just so hot. Plus, I would be working during the daytime hours anyway. But even in the late evening, it can be pretty hot here. What I really love is to get up really early on a Saturday morning, like around 3 or 4 in the morning, and get my whole run in and finished before the sun comes up. 
It's cooler. It's nice and quiet. There's almost no traffic. And I, I just find that time of day to be very enjoyable. I actually got started running back in high school. Not on a cross-country team or anything like that. What got me interested in running was a movie called The Jericho Mile. It came out in 1979, and the lead character is played by Peter Strauss. It's about a guy who gets sent to prison, and he finds running to be the way he sort of mentally escapes from the day-to-day prison life. Anyway, I found it to be kind of inspiring, so I started running and found that I really enjoyed it. And I kept running right through my college years. Like I said, I never joined any team or anything like that. I just like to get out there and do the miles and just enjoy the, the solitude of it. Then I started to develop knee problems, and eventually I had to stop running because of that. So for like 20 years or so, I didn't run. I also didn't have a very healthy diet, so I started gaining weight over that time. Okay, well, fast forward to almost four years ago. I came across a book called Born to Run. There's a good chance you've heard of it because it was one of the big factors in what's called the minimalist running movement that started about that time, or a little before that, maybe. The book is about a tribe of people in northern Mexico, and they're known for their love of running. They'll just go out and run for days at a time just for the enjoyment of it. But the funny thing is, they don't get injured like runners here in America and the rest of the world. They also don't wear running shoes. The point of the book is that the typical modern running shoe with all its heel padding and support actually does more to hurt your feet than to protect them. So a lot of people were trying out barefoot running because of this book and finding out that they could run with no back pain and no knee pain. So I thought to myself, is this the answer to my being able to run again? So I decided to try it. I remember when I first started out, it was in the winter and even here in Florida, it was kind of cold. But I started running barefoot on this stretch of sidewalk. And when I started out, I could only do like three minutes or five minutes at a time. But I kept working at it and built up to where I could do a few miles. I started doing some races. And actually, a big part of the enjoyment for me was the fact that my daughter also ran with me most of the time. On a side note, at the same time as I started running again, I discovered a great way to lose weight and ended up losing 80 pounds in exactly one year. But I'll save that for next week's podcast. That's a whole story in itself. And no, it's not some lose weight now, ask me how business where I try to sell you overpriced diet stuff. It's actually something that I came across while I was browsing in a Barnes & Noble bookstore. So that was about four years ago. These days, I don't run barefoot anymore. I found out that for the distances that I like to run, being barefoot is just too much of a prolonged pounding on my feet. So I wear running shoes, but the key is I still have a running form that's like running barefoot. I do a forefoot slash midfoot strike, which means it's easier on your knees and your back. I did my first marathon back in December, just last year, 2013. And right now I'm planning to train through the summer to do my first ultra marathon. Now a marathon is always the same distance. It's 26.2 miles. An ultra means that any race that's longer than a marathon. So I'm hoping to do my first ultra sometime this fall, like early November. And when that happens, I'll probably mention it briefly here on the podcast, but I won't go into a lot of detail because I know most of the listeners here aren't runners and would probably be extremely bored. There's an old saying, how can you tell when someone has run a marathon? And the answer is, don't worry, they'll tell you. 
Well, I don't want to be that guy. But this is the Get to Know Scott segment, and now you know something else about me. And if you like to run, I'd love to hear about it. Call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And that will do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.